have you ever been told to eat that frog? You know the book? Well, what if you didn't have to? I have Sandra here to talk about all things marketing and how you don't necessarily need to do the things that you hate to do. And she's going to tell us a little bit about herself, why this matters to her, and why it should matter to you. Sandra, welcome to the show. Thanks, Shauna. I love that book by Brian Tracy. That's a quote from Brian Tracy, the author. And uh, such a good point about not having to eat frogs. I can't wait to dive into that. Oh, my goodness. Can you tell the people a little bit more about yourself, what you do, um, and really just your positioning in that concept of you don't have to do all the crappy stuff in marketing? That's right. So I have been a communication strategist, writer and editor for almost 20 years. And then three years ago, I launched Co-Labor Nation, which is a, a group of, it's a talent collective of freelancers, Canadian freelancers who help with marketing, communication and men. And I have a matching service that frees clients up, small business owners, startup founders, from the terrible stuff on their to-do list or maybe spots where they don't have expertise. So I match startup founders and small business owners with Canadian freelancers who help them with marketing, communication, and administration. I love that. And you know that that's like the first step into not needing to do the stuff you hate, right? Is that whole idea of col collaborating, connecting, and outsourcing. Yes. I love that. Sure. That is so perfect. So can you tell me a little bit more about your perspective on how you can use all these different uh, strategies to really multiply multiply your marketing? For sure. Can I start with a story about why I believe in this way of doing things? I love the idea of starting with a story. I need a cushion and a tea. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I first started my business, um, I was downsized from a job. And I thought, what am I going to do now? I'll start a business. So often what happens when, happens when somebody starts a business is they do a little bit of everything to try and get as much money as possible to make this business work. So my strengths are writing, editing, and telling a great story. What I'm only functional at is laying things out. I can make things look decent. I know all the principles, but it's not pretty. So in the early days of my business, back when most communication was still print, I wrote my newsletters and I laid them out. I When I go back and look at those samples, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I stumbled upon a better way to work when I met a graphic designer. I got hired for a job where all they needed me to do was the writing of the newsletter. And then a graphic designer did her magic and made it look beautiful. And I'm like, why am I laying out my own stuff? This is crazy talk. So instead of um, continuing the broken way of doing the writing, which I'm great at, and the graphic design, I hired this graphic designer and I've been working with her for about 18 years. We do fantastic work together. And this is an example of what we're talking about today, understanding your own strengths what you're not good at and what you really should be inviting somebody else to help you with. That is actually so on point. And it is actually something that I've been tackling a lot, even just in my behind the scenes. I recently mm -hmm. had a conversation with somebody about the conception of Ikigai. 
And that oh, yes. action between what you love, what you, what is it, what you love, what you, you're good at, what you can make money at and what will make the better, world a better place. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a really interesting notion. And what you're describing is just the action part of understanding that. Totally. And I actually have a similar principle. Before I um, came across Ikigai, I um, talk about something called your highest value services. And that's the sweet spot where passion, pay and performance meet. So what you're passionate about and what you're good at, what clients are willing to pay you for, and the performance piece is where you get outstanding results for people. We all have those things that we can do an adequate job. But when you have a chance to design your own business, it's much better to focus on those highest value activities where you're, you're doing the things that you're knocking it out of the park with. And that people are going to pay you for because you get outstanding results. Absolutely. And and that's I think that's a really important point because outstanding results, this is what people often talk about going above and beyond, making making sure that you're over serving your clients. Well, you can't do that in any facet if you're still doing the stuff you're not that great at or you don't mm -hmm. love, how are you over serving if you're toiling in that space mm -hmm. box, so to speak <laughs> yes so one um there's this uh, author mike mccallowitz do you know him a lot I, know, of people, I know the mike mccallowitz i know that name a lot of people know his stuff on money but he actually has some really great stuff he partners with a woman called Adrienne Dorison, and they have a program called Run Like Clockwork. That's Mike's book, but then they have all these principles and this really great, um, like they have a boot camp and then they have their higher value thing. But basically what they help you do is systematize your business and um, outsource the things that you're not good at. And one of the principles is Pretend as the CEO of your business that your time is worth $600 an hour. And then look at your to-do list and think about which are the $600 tasks and which are the $20 or $30 tasks that I should be outsourcing. Because when you are not spending time on those highest value activities and those $600 tasks, you're losing money by doing all these things that drain your energy that you're slow at. And it's it's a waste of time and a waste of opportunities. I love that you use a waste of opportunities. This mm -hmm. is something that I've really been almost hyper fixating on for the last, I don't know, year or two is this idea of like opening. I, I say open the door of possibility so that opportunity can walk in. If you keep that door closed, opportunity is not going to walk in. Right. So I love that you use that instead of something like money. I mean, we like to see things as, you know, time is money, but also remember that money can equate to possibility, opportunity, and potential growth that goes over and above that very arbitrary uh, resource, right? Um, once you get to a certain point in income, it's the philanthropic end of things that matter most to you. It's the time that the, the wealth of, of time that you get to spend with your children, with your spouse, with your mm -hmm. time, on your own, even, you know, just that, that beautiful time. And that mm -hmm. is so much more valuable than, than the money piece, even though that exists and it can't be ignored. I just, I just wanted to honor the fact that you said mm -hmm. possibilities, opportunities, beautiful. 
For sure. And I think, um, you know, picture yourself slogging away at something you hate. Okay, something, I'll give you an example of something I outsourced fairly early on in my business. I hate doing my finances. I passed grade 12 math. I did. I even did algebra and calculus. Can you believe that? But I don't, I don't enjoy it. So I outsource my bookkeeping. I do do all the basics. I clean, I keep everything clean and neat and I do everything by the book. But I just hand it over and this woman who is fantastic at figuring out my HST takes away my pain. That's right. And you know what? It's, it, I love that you're saying that too, because I'm actually in the process of like, I thought I could do it myself and I toiled away at it. And I made that realization that you just described where it's like, this is taking me a long time. Like, listen, I'm good at, I'm good at math. I am very good at math. For all, when I was growing up, I thought I was terrible at it. But the truth of the matter is, is I'm actually really good at it, but it does take me a long time. So mm -hmm. then I had to go, oh, that's my time. My time. If I give it to her, she's done it in an hour. Exactly. So, and how much did it cost you? Less than $600 an hour. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so perfect. I love that so much. And something else that I really enjoy is that uh, you brought up, not in this conversation, but in the past, um, this concept of like superpowers and kryptonite. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess that's just kind of like what we're talking about here is just totally. like interplay between what is your zone of genius? What yes. makes you fly high and have laser beam vision versus what is actually going to cripple you, not just take up time, but like cripple you when you get back to those superpower things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's something that is really close to my heart about this understanding your superpowers and your strengths. And one of the ways it comes out is I'm really nerdy about personality assessments. Don't get me started, Shona. I'll recommend so many personality assessments. I have my favorites. <laughs> but the reason I like it is because it helps me to identify what my strengths are and what I should be spending my time on. And then it also helps me when I go to hire people or work with people. So every time I hire a subcontractor, I've hired, I think, five or six virtual assistants or various subcontractors for myself, but I've also hired lots of um, subcontractors for my clients. And when I get them to do a, a strengths assessment or a personality assessment, it gives me objective information about their strengths. It helps me match them to the right tasks. And uh, it's just a really powerful tool for making sure you're spending your time well. I love that. And, and what's interesting about that is that I actually was able to work under a pretty big marketing firm, very, very big. I, I had the opportunity to work under them as a copywriter. And the first mm -hmm. thing they did was a, a personality assessment. And I was just so tickled. I was tickled pink. I was just like, we are doing this. They actually care about me. And like, it mm -hmm. takes it to the whole nother level when you're able to connect in that way. Mm -hmm. It's a huge part. Um, and then too, it'll allow you to stay away from those things that, that really suck you, your energy, energy out. Right. Mm -hmm. I, when, when I was done doing my own bookkeeping, which like I say, decent at, took me a long time. Didn't really enjoy per se. Mm -hmm. Going back to my creative work. Was I as creative as I could have been? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So being able to understand that up, uh, up front mm -hmm. allows you to actually thrive and do better in the things that you're amazing at. For sure. And it's about, like you said, not just um, managing your money, but it's about managing your energy. 
And uh, I have some principles around when you should be delegating a task. And um, there are little signs I've noticed, and that's when it drains your energy, when you're slow at it, when you're procrastinating about it. And you kind of notice, like if you notice in your body, you just get this, every time you think about that task, you just get this sense of dread. Just delegate it already, you know? Like. <laughs> Absolutely. And how do you, I'm, I'm curious about how you kind of approach this with some of your clients and, and how you really um, get them to the position where they can actually make these executive decisions. Uh, how are you, how are you doing that? Like to help them delegate something? Um, to help them, to help them delegate, but also to just like reach, reach pivotal decisions in their marketing world. Mm -hmm. that will allow them to take the next step whether it's delegation or not or or even just um what what would do next like what's next right so i would uh do a consultation with them and i think one of the things that helps is talking about the possibilities and widening the world like i find business owners need to have their head down and be immersed in their world so they're not spending the time to learn about what's happening in the marketing world and all the fresh new tools and possibilities that there are. Like marketing is changing at a huge, incredible, fast pace. And so when I get into a consultation and I talk about, well, did you know you could actually automate all those processes? Um, you can automate your email marketing in all these different ways. And I've got somebody who could help you do that. And do you know how many staff hours that's going to free up that you can use elsewhere? Or did you know that, um, you know, you can do this with paid ads or this with a website or this with a blog? And they get excited because they're like, oh, I didn't know that was possible. And it is exciting. It is like even for somebody who knows, I mean, even you saying that you start going, oh, 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 and you know it already, but even just putting it out into, into the world and knowing the results that it gives is mm -hmm. amazing. It just feels good. Yeah. And that's, well, the, that's the power of having the conversation, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, also one thing about um, uh, one of the ways I learn about the new possibilities is I'm always, like you've alluded to, I'm a reader and an information consumer, but also talking to the freelancers that I um, recommend. As I'm vetting people, I do a thorough interview with them and I learn about their world, what they're passionate about. I learn about their superpowers and they're telling me all the things they're doing with the clients. And I'm like, holy cow, I didn't know that was possible. So for example, I just, um, interviewed a woman whose jam is um, business auto operation automations. Mm -hmm. And she told me that you can write a script that automatically cleans your email list. So um, it using AI, it knows when people haven't been responding very often. And then you can set it up to automatically send them a re-engage email. And the people who get back on your list and get re-engaged you keep them. Those who don't respond at all, you dump them. But this is done in the background automatically. I didn't know that was possible. I'm like, yes. That is, it doesn't, the funny thing is when you say that, like it blew my mind. And then I thought, that sounds like it should just be automatic. Like, why do you need to create that for your list? That should just be a thing. 
So, hey, list places, MailChimp, connect, constant contracts. I use Kajabi. Implement this as a status quo. <laughs> like we're paying you money. Come on. <laughs> But I mean, they do do it in some ways. They at least give you the stats. They don't want to take away your choice about when you um, get rid of dump um, emails that aren't performing that kind of thing. But yeah, I suppose <laughs> you brought up something else about conversations, and I wanted to um, jump into that and talk a little bit about when people aren't ready to delegate something, but they still need help solving a problem outside their skill area. Yeah. One of the things I do is I borrow a brain. Ooh. And what I, what I mean by that is I get together with, I have a conversation with someone who has different strengths set. And um, I, there's this assessment I really enjoy called Working Genius. And it helps you identify your genius zones at the different levels of a project. So there are, at the beginning of a project, you have people who have the geniuses of wonder and invention. Wonder are your people who um, generate a whole bunch of ideas and possibilities. The people with the genius of invention are those who uh, come up with new ways to solve problems. And then the next level of a project, you need people with discernment, the genius of discernment who know what's a good idea and what's a bad idea. Fair. <laughs> and you need your galvanizers who get a whole bunch of other people on board to move the project forward. And then at that bottom level, you need people with the genius of enablement and tenacity. Enablement are the people who hear about an invention or somebody's idea and they say, I know how to bring that to the next level. They take care of all the details or you're like virtual assistants who zoop, 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 put it all together. And tenacity, those are the people who drive it across the finish line. And that's such a good word too. Tenacity. Uh -huh. oh, I love that. So when I borrow a brain, so for example, my geniuses are invention and discernment. So when I need more ideas, I get together with someone who has the genius of wonder. If I need to know how to take a project across the finish line, I might talk to somebody with tenacity or enablement. I love that. And how do you, okay, so if I'm being honest, you're actually reminding me really intensely about human design. And if anybody mm -hmm. wants to, to learn a little bit more about that, I actually have an episode on that uh, with Jen Dice. It was an amazing episode. You can just scroll back in some of my uh, feed and you'll be able to see it or go to YouTube um, at Shauna Lee VM uh, on my channel. It's there. It's amazing. And so human design kind of reflects those same sort of qualities. Um, mm -hmm. That's kind of my understanding of it. And I'm, I'm a generator or no, I'm not. I'm a manifester. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's all right. I'm a manifester. And I, what I was thinking of is some of those, um, some of those other levels like tenacity and things that sounds like um generator energy that sounds like the people the doers the people who get it done and yeah. i feel like for me as a manifester i'm very much that wonder area i'm very much that, i have all these ideas let's go it's hard to get them done when there's more coming up and then you yeah. get a backlog so i can see where the the benefit would be of actually talking to somebody like yourself who can tell me that's a really dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a dumb idea. You should go for it. <laughs> or, or, yes, or that, um, but really it's just that, that like 
the discernment piece sometimes is not fabulous for me. <laughs> for me personally. No problem. So it's just an interesting uh, dynamic there. So how do you use this information when you're supporting your clients? How do you get to that place where you're they're able to borrow a brain, but not just a brain, the right brain that will help them to move forward? Yeah. So that's where in the consultation, I do a free consultation for my clients. And um, like in 20 minutes or so, I try and quickly get at what their strengths are. And then when I'm in that possibility phase of, oh, this is what you could do, this is what you could do, I'm starting to identify the type of brain they need to move forward in their marketing and to, to grow their business or to clean up their operations in their business. I'm thinking, oh, who has the superpowers that they're missing that they really need to support them on their team? And I would assume that it would change as they grow, as they evolve. For sure. Yep. Absolutely. They might um, add staff, they might shift their business a bit, and then they would need a different kind of person. And that's where hiring freelance is really great because you don't have a commitment to the person. You might build a really solid long-term relationship, but you might only need them a couple days a week, once a month, once every six months, because they're this really specific expert coming with a specific superpower. That's really great. Like, and it's, and cause I love the idea of, and you described it perfectly before where you're in this position where, okay, I don't know, do I need the idea person or do I need the implementation person? Mm -hmm. How can I really outline this in a way that makes, makes sense for me and my business? Yeah. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. like, like cherry on top type of stuff. Um, now, with that said, uh, Sandra, I'm going to invite you to share like some last little bits of information. Anything you feel For like sure. will tie this up with a bow and give everybody who's uh, listening now or on the replay um, some action steps to really get the ball rolling. Because that's what we want to see here. We want to see people taking action to make a difference in our world. But then also, of course, to make a difference in your marketing and move past that bottleneck space. For sure. I think uh, what I'd like to tell people is that if you have pe uh, things on your procrastination list or things that you're really struggling with, that you should reach out. Talk to me for um, a consultation if you're considering hiring a freelancer or look through your LinkedIn contacts and think who has a brain that would really help me get over this stuck point or stop being the bottleneck. And book a call with a friend to, to share a brain and um, to borrow a brain. I would also say that, um, you know, really value yourself, understand your own strengths, and even do a gut check with your to-do list. Uh, look it over say, what am I avoiding? What am I hating? And how can I get expert help with this? I'd love it if you visited colabernation.ca, check out what we have to offer. If you need expert help with marketing, communication, and administration, I'll do the marketing matchmaker thing and connect you with somebody whose superpowers complement where you have kryptonite. I love that. And what's really <clears throat> what I particularly love, and it's always just 
floated my boat is just this idea of marketing matchmaker. I feel like it's speed dating, but for like marketing expertise, it's perfect. Thank you so much for joining us, Sandra. You've been amazing. I want to invite everyone else to subscribe and make sure that you're following so you can see every single episode that comes out. There's two a week. You're going to find it just as enriching as today, if not more, because we're just, we're just getting started. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Shauna. Appreciate it. Perfect.